You're listening to Divorce, What I Wish My Parents Knew. My name is Grace Casper, and I am your host for this journey. I am currently 24 years old, but my parents divorced when I was 8. When I was 10, I took my notebook to recess and wrote down 10 tips for my brother and I from going from mom's house to dad's house. Fast forward 12 years later, and I decided to take those tips and turn them into a book for my parents to see the kids' perspective and for other parents to see the kids' perspective. In June of 2023, I am proud to say that I published the book titled Dear Parents, Notes from a Child of Divorce. Through the writing process, I realized I was sharing only one perspective from the child, my own. I wanted parents and other adults to hear from more kids of divorce, and I noticed that there was no podcast from the kids' perspective, so that's how this show was born. Parents, this is not a podcast for kids to bash on what their parents did. This is a place for children to share their stories, recognize what went well, and tell what could have gone better. I hope you feel encouraged by this show, and I hope you feel less alone. And I hope my guests prove to you that you are not messing up your kid's life by getting a divorce. You may, in fact, be saving them from growing up in a harmful household. Are you ready for this? Let's do this. Hi guys, welcome back to Divorce, What I Wish My Parents Knew. Today, I am seated with three guests virtually, which is kind of crazy. The power of Zoom. We're all over the U.S. right now. So I'm seated in Waco, Texas, and then my other three guests are all over. So will you guys introduce yourselves, starting with Juliana? Sure. Yeah. My name is Juliana, um, child of divorce here with my parents, and I'm currently in Denver, Colorado. So cool. I'm, I'm her mom, Dana. We're in San Antonio. Yep. And I'm her, I'm her dad, Jeff, and I'm in San Antonio as well. Awesome. Fact, you... Right next to each other. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys are recording in the same room, which is we wild. Are. Yeah. We're, we're like two inches apart. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. So uh, Juliana, I knew at Baylor, and I remember watching her um, in college and seeing different things that she'd post with her family and being confused because I was like, wait a second, is this her mom? Is this her dad? Is this her stepmom? Is this her step? I'm so confused. And then just learning about like the ways that her family has been a blended family where they are um, okay with being in the same room together. They're very civil. And from my perspective, it seemed as if her parents were choosing to put the kids first and putting Juliana first. So I invited her on this show and she was like, wait, can my parents join? And I was like, are you serious right now? (laughs) So this is the first episode on this podcast where we're having actual parents and kids on at the same time. So I want to first start off by asking you guys, um, what age was Juliana when you guys decided to split? And, um, when you split, what made you think that we're going to do this co-parenting thing well? Did it take a while to decide that? Um, what did that look like? How old were you, Juliana? Were you I, think she, I think she was eight. I don't know that we had a plan initially. Yeah. Um, it was just a lot of logistical stuff. It was not a pretty divorce by any stretch of the imagination. You know, I think um, early on, Jeff had suggested, you know, maybe we can be friends. It just was so messy during the process and it just seemed to go on forever that that just wasn't something I, that I was thinking about. Yeah. Um, 
I, I think, you know, anytime somebody's divorced the or getting divorced, it makes even the, the best people, it just brings out, it's just a horrendous situation. It's stressful. It's difficult. It's, it's hard on the parents. It's certainly difficult on the children. And you're just trying to navigate through it and get through it. And I, I don't think it was really till afterwards. Right. I remember actually being in, the, in, in our laundry room. This is after we'd, we'd gotten divorced. And I was thinking, you know, if I'm willing to put my life down for my kid, I need to be able to put my ego down. And so, you know, I called Dan and I go, look, I think we need to do this better. I mean, there were, you know, there's just hurt, you know, and, and um, I think that's kind of initially how things were kind of starting to develop for us. Um, one thing was interesting. So our son at the time was three and he was, he was at, at, at um, St. George. It was an Episcopal school. And before school started, you could go in and there was like a service. And I remember once, you know, Dane and I were both in the service and he was sitting between us. I don't know if you remember this, but he was holding our hand and he kept trying to touch our hands together. And it really impacted me. I thought, you know, here's this little boy and he wow. wants this unit of a family. You know, and that always kind of stuck with me. Just, okay, we need to figure this out and do a better job. Mm. It was actually Kayla that kind of got the ball rolling. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, I think you might've been in elementary school. Yeah. I was, I had remarried. So it'd been a few years. So this did not, this, it was not like this from the start. It was right. not something we thought would be possible. Yeah. It, just because we're trying to cope and survive, right? Yeah. Like he's on his own, I'm on my own and we're, logistically dealing with kids but it was one year he asked he asked me um do you think we could have thanksgiving together and i don't know what he said to you but it, it... <laughs> yeah so see, he and i were sitting we were at pf chang's having dinner and he's like hey dad um i'd like to come over for thanksgiving this year and i go son you are always welcome for thanksgiving but at the time you know in divorce decrees you know unfortunately the kids spend one year, you know, with one parent and the next year with the next parent. Right. And I said, you know what, I'd love to have you for Thanksgiving, but unfortunately I think, you know, you're with your mom this year. So I, I said, you know, it's your mom's year. And he goes, well, I think she might be okay with that. I'm like, oh, okay. He goes, let me have your phone, dad. So I oh, no. give him my phone and he calls, he calls Danny. He goes, Hey mom, dad said it was okay for us to come over for Thanksgiving. Oh. He's like, Oh, I don't know if you knew that we were on speakerphone. He goes, oh, well, maybe we could come too. And um, I, uh, you know, there was that just that inflection point. And I looked at Caleb and I said, absolutely. So, you know, so Jeff and Dana, you know, were invited to come over. So we're gonna have Thanksgiving. So then Dana, a couple of days later said, hey, she called me. She goes, hey, you know, Jeff has his kids this year. Do you mind? Jeff is also my too? stepdad. There's two Jeffs. Uh, I was like, yeah, I was like, wait a yeah. second. I thought you're Jeff. Oh my yeah, gosh, yeah. thanks for the clarification. So the same thing is if you remarry, marry somebody the same name, you never get confused, right? So Oh I'm my gosh, okay. So anyway, so his kids, you know, were supposed to be with him for Thanksgiving. So she calls her, hey, do you mind if they come over? I'm like, yeah, let's find that. Let's bring them over. And then I think a couple other days later, she said, hey, do you mind if he brings his parents? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. The whole reunion. So, yeah. Yeah. So we just had this big Thanksgiving with everybody. And we've kind of done it every single year yeah. since then. Yeah. You know, um, it was just super special. Wow. Wait, I can't really hear Wait. you. Um, my father-in-law had been a fan of his father's music career. And it was almost like they were, he got to. He got to hang out with them. Yeah. <laughs> it was me. Yeah. And so, you know, it was, it was exciting in a lot of different ways. 
But and, and interestingly, I mean, so we created this kind of dynamic between us where we all just, I mean, like, you know, I love Jeff's mom and unfortunately his, his father passed away, but just a, a wonderful man. And, and it's just neat that we've all just kind of created this unit that we yeah. can, you know, his kids and, you know, is, Hey, if you, you know, if you need something, call me. And um, so it's been just really a blessing. Before we started, he and my husband were plan- busy planning their camping trip. For yeah. Time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. You guys, this you know, is crazy. You know, as a divorced parent, I think the thing that you can hope most for your children is that they, that your ex marries somebody that's going to be good to your kids. And yeah. he's been a wonderful stepdad. And I, I told him, I said, you know, I really am blessed to have you in my life because, you know, you're, you're good with my children. And that, I can't ask for more than that. So he and I have become friends. And so it's been a, a unique situation. And I think the, the same is reversed in my case with yeah. my wife, you know. So Juliana, when you were watching this unfold as an eight-year-old and you saw the rockiness in the beginning and it's like scary because I thought mom and dad were in love and now this is happening and like how, how did you process that and what ways did you feel like your parents came alongside of you in a really good way? And then what were ways that you feel like maybe Mm -hmm. that they were not sure of how to come alongside of you and, and you want to tell parents now how to better do that does that make sense yeah yeah I mean my mom and dad are very candid at the beginning of the divorce and going through it was pretty rocky um and so I think in ways as a kid you kind of just soak up really quickly and emotionally and mentally just develop really quickly I definitely felt like I believed the lie of if I had maybe acted differently or if yeah you know they love me more they would stay together like why couldn't I help and so I think growing up too that's kind of shifted you grow up faster you think more about ways that your relationships are affecting you know how, how are relationships being affected whether it's friendships and so I think I became hyper aware of that um but I think what my parents did really well, kind of what they've alluded to is I think first they really, I mean, obviously no one's perfect, but um, held each other in a really high regard. And so I didn't feel like there was this tug, tug of war of, you know, mom or dad wants me to get close to them. They're, they weren't speaking ill of each other um, and they respected each other. And I think that also made transitioning and parenting easy because I knew that they were going to be a united front. Right. Um, I think, you know, obviously communication is something that you have to figure out when it comes to having divorced parents. And then, you know, if they get remarried, there's just a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Um, And so especially being a teenager, and then once I turned 18 and was trying to figure out, okay, I have, I guess, free will to, you know, go to this house when I want. And so that kind of communication was something that maybe parents can think about, you know, when their kid starts growing older and starts, you know, making decisions, not putting them in the middle, even when it comes to just logistical things of, well, like your mom said you were going to go here. And then, you know, dad said you were, and that that's kind of, it's not a lot, but it piles up and that can be overwhelming. Um, so that's just kind of a logistical thing that I think any family, whether they're separated or not can work on. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's so, I just am in like in awe of this family dynamic because it is, <laughs> it's sad that it's rare because it shouldn't have to yeah. be rare. And one thing that I heard in the themes of you, um, Julianne, your parents both talking is you two both said a lot of things that alluded to um, surrendering ego, surrendering yeah. what's happened in the past right. and just focusing on the kids, which is uh 
is huge. And that's hard to do when you've been hurt or you've, you know, gone through a lot of different stuff. And so what advice do you have for parents right now that are either going through divorce or already are divorced and are wanting to create a healthy co-parenting dynamic? Um, How should they approach the other co-parent in this idea? Um, What things do they need to work on themselves before, you know, wanting to create this family dynamic? What advice do you have for them? Hmm. Um, I have a couple of things I was thinking about. You know, the 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 litigation system, rights designed to um, just kind of make enemies of people, yep. right? And um, and and I guess I would just invite people to kind of question: Is that for me personally, right? It takes a lot of energy to like to stay mad or mm-hmm. to find reasons to stay mad. And then like you end up with like, you, be careful of your partners, right? Because if you bring somebody else in and they're with this combative mentality, it's going to, you know, um, and, and quite honestly, even at our first Thanksgiving, I mean, it was kind of fun. It's just so much better, yeah. you know, if you can, um, I think somebody said one time you have to like love your kids more than you hate your and, and that your ex, and not that I ever hated the ex. I hated the process. Yeah. I hated, yeah, all that. Um, but I think you just have to recognize that there are systems in place, right, that sort of model for you this way of thinking, and you can do things different than that. Mm-hmm. And I honestly forget that how, I don't know, I, I forget how, like, unusual it is for other people. I don't think about that very often. And I'm always kind of tickled when somebody says, oh my gosh, like y'all. Yeah, it feels normal to us. Right? It, yeah. <laughs> like, well, I think, you know, cool. just to kind of, you know, um, a little bit more of what Dana was saying about the legal system. It just, you know, it, it, it creates just animosity and, and it's set up to be almost a failure for relationships, yeah. but not for the attorney that's involved. You know, right, right. Um, you know I, I've said a couple of times it should be harder to get married and easier to get divorced because it's so hard on everybody it just, and it's and scarring. I mean, it truly is scarring. And some people don't manage to recover from that. I mean, I think, you know, Dana and I were, were you know, of the mindset that we could recover and we were willing to uh, explore those options. And, um, and I think, like you said, loving your children more, focusing on that and not focusing on, you know, the anger, the loss, because, because look, once you're divorced, it's done. I mean, you can carry that with you and relive it, but it's over. I mean, so why keep worrying about that? Because you're moving on to something new, you're moving on to the future. So that to me was more important. And it's like a big picture thing. You know, we can be, you know, we can, you know, fight this battle every day and try to win it, which nobody ever wins, right? And the ones that really lose are the children. But if you think, what what do I want 30 years from now? How do I want that to look? Do I want to have a, a good relationship with my child? Do I want to be part of their life instead of alienate them? And that's kind of what I was thinking is that I want to look at it down the road and not today, not when I'm, you know, eagerly involved and it's just, it's difficult. And I think the other thing is, it's to remember, you know, there's really like two relationships that are going on in this program. You know, you have the, the marital relationship and you have the parental relationship. And I don't care what happens. You never if you have a child, you're never leaving your parental relationship. And that relationship is not just with your children, but it's the person that you had your children with. 
And I do feel blessed. I mean, if nothing else, if what we were supposed to do together was to have these beautiful children, then that's a blessing. And that's what I need to focus on and not, okay, I was mad at you because of this or that, or she was mad at me because she didn't like how we did things. Uh, it just, it doesn't make sense to me the other way. So that's wow. my advice is stop focusing on the pain and the hurt and, and learn to forgive. I mean, just, and think about your kids. I also want to say too, that uh, we had like the primary custody thing, the child support business. Um, Jeff always took care of that responsibility, right? So there was, there were never, you know, once we were divorced, there were some terms. That's how it was. We followed the custody schedule. And I think a lot of couples, I'm sorry, like uh, divorced couples um, struggle, like uh, sticking to what the, what's it called? You mean as far as the the, the custody the, the decree? And yes, yes. Yeah. The, the decree, you know, they'll not return kids on time or they'll they'll find ways to keep getting at each other by violating way. this yeah. or pulling somebody back into a suit. Um, you just have to be ready to be done with that. Or, yeah. you know, you don't reimburse for something for insurance. You know, we didn't have those kinds of mm -hmm. problems. So, um, you know, I think. And I'll just, this is my opinion. I think when you respect your kids and love your kids, you have to just respect, right? Yeah, whatever the process, the process and the terms and the degree and whatever. But I think maybe that's a problem for a lot of people that are trying to co-parent is they have, they create new ways to find conflict, but yeah. we were very yeah. careful to go, yeah. you know, and. But you know, the other thing though, is, is like, I think, you know, Dan, I agree that for example, like on holidays, like for Christmas, you know, obviously that was a very special day. And we said, you know what, even if it's your turn to have, have, you know, Juliana and Caleb for Christmas, we're always going to let the other parents spend some time with them that day. Even if it was, you know, because mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to not spend Christmas with my kids. So I'm thinking, yeah. well, Dana doesn't want to do it either. So if, if that's an expectation for me, then I got to be ready to give it. So we've wow. always said, Hey, you know what, if it's my year, you know, have dinner with them, you know, and then, so that's what we did. And I think that worked out pretty well. Wow. And then, and then when um, Jeff, that Jeff uh, married his wife, Sarah, um, it just kind of like grew uh, from there. Yeah. You know, there were more kids, you yeah. know, six altogether. And, and, and she, you know, she's not here, but I would be curious, like what her thoughts were. Um, I know that she has sort of a good relationship, right. With her kids, dad, yeah. they, yeah. Um, they did pretty well. Kind of like us, and 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 it just kind of like you bring people and just kind of like fold into yep. what you're already doing, and then your community. Just, yep. Yeah, and I've got a good relationship. Bigger and bigger. Yeah, and I've got a good relationship with 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 her ex. Um, you know, we do stuff together, and you know, like one of the things I told him, I said, you know, you're their dad, but I'm their stepfather, and when when there's an issue. You and I, as parents, need to come together. So I call them up like, hey, you know, hmm. something's going on with one of your kids. So I think you and I need to sit down together and be on the same page and talk about it. Because, you know, that, that creates a dynamic too, right? I mean, you know, like if one parent's saying one thing and then the other parent's saying something else, you have to be, you know, it's divided even when you're married, right? So it's even more so when you're divorced. But one thing like I would always say, like, you know, and, and kids will talk to each other's parents, you know. But I think it's really important. Like I'd say, well, you know what? If that's what your mom says, that's what you're going to do. I think we ha you have to be supportive that way or it creates conflict yeah. too. And I think as being a kid of that too, the mm -hmm. ways that you both 
I, I knew that you were united and it was a united mm-hmm. front. I was thinking of an example where I think mama, you and I had gotten to an argument. I was in high school and I was like, I'm going to call Tati. And so my dad picked me up and we drove around and I simmered down. And what I hadn't known was that he had already been communicating with my mom, but I was like, I'm going to you know, stay with you tonight. I don't want to go back. And um, once we had talked and I had settled down, he said, you know, but it's your mom's night and we're going to honor that. And I'm going to take you back. Um, but having that humility between the three of us and knowing that there wasn't like, oh, well, I know you're struggling with that parent. So just come on with me. It was like, it was a firm, yeah. we're going to respect both parents, regardless of um, schedule. Like we're going to honor the schedule. Yeah. And I think that created a lot of stability for, for me too, knowing there's no surprises. Open, and it didn't open a door, right? For you to learn how to manipulate people. Right. Exactly. It also forced you like to, to deal with conflict. Yeah. Totally. There's a chapter in my book I talk about where I call out kids of divorce and I'm like, Mm -hmm. hey, kids, I'm going to expose this trick that we do sometimes, which is manipulating our parents and doing like the wham, wham, I'm a victim of divorce. Can you please do this for me? And a lot of parents cave and they don't, they feel so bad for what they've done to the kid that they forget to keep being a parent and, and what it means to be a parent is to still lay the firm boundaries and the guardrails for kids who don't have fully developed brains yet Mm -hmm. and be that safe place for them and so it's really neat that you guys um i i think a huge thing that you guys have not done which is so big and you said this dana was like using the kids as pawns so Mm -hmm. many uh divorced couples use their kids as pawns to fight with each other like well i'm gonna take him this day and is it genuinely because they want to take the kids that day or is it because they want to show the ex like they want to get it to the ex or whatever like it's just so frustrating how kids can be used as these middle operators and i think it's beautiful that you never it seems like you never once used juliana or caleb as these pawns to get at each other or um, again, like there wasn't any theme of a manipulation or power or like I'm better than and you're less than like mm-hmm. all of those icky things that come from honestly like evil um, mm-hmm. yeah. weren't a part of your story. And so I think that's just like miraculous. And so I don't know how y'all did this. Like, is it <laughs> did you guys go to counseling? Like, it's just literally remarkable. Yeah. You didn't go to counseling. Yep. Oh, my gosh. We did prior to divorce, but, yeah. but not afterwards. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. So, Juliana, what was it like um, getting new family members introduced to you? So, like, you know, stepmom, stepdad, step yeah. siblings. Do you call them step? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, yeah that's a great question. Definitely having so my mom's family expanded first, um, and I was in middle school, but they had been around for years before. Um and I think, yeah, I think the ways that my step-parents, both my stepmom and stepdad and my parents, I think embraced me and then my parents embraced my step-siblings as like their own too, was mm-hmm. made it a much more of a seamless transition. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you're dealing with new personalities and new dynamics and it's you know crazy. You're like, oh, I have a stepdad now and a dad. Um, but also my step-parents honoring the roles and par- like parenting that my mom and dad were 
kind of already doing um, made it easy. But yeah, I think I consider, I don't really say step siblings. I always say I'm the oldest of six. And then people are like, you guys are only five years apart from the oldest to the youngest. I'm like, okay, we're, we're a blended family. Um, but I think part of that comes from the humility of both my parents and step parents embracing all the kids as their own. Um, yeah. There's not a lot of favoritism. It's just, you know, like growing up, like little things like, okay, my stepmom is going to make lunch for me and my step siblings um, and not just take care of her own kids. You know, she's going to give me advice. My stepdad's going to talk with me um, when I need it and help fulfill those needs as a parent. And I think them treating me like their own was something that made it really, really seamless in that way. So you- Obviously, there's growing pains, but. Yeah. You never felt like, I I feel this from other kids that I've interviewed where they get almost like when a new person comes in, they're like, well, you're not my mom or you're not my dad. And there's sometimes this like uh, rubbing up against of, Mm -hmm. and so it sounds like you, you just accepted them. Was that just, how did that happen? Were you just excited to have, you know, a a third and a fourth parent? Um, What was that like? Yeah, I think, you know, so my stepdad came first and I think seeing how happy and kind of complete they made my parent and also the way that my parents, um, I would say, timed introducing, you know, their person to my life was a huge critical part. It wasn't like, this is my boyfriend now and you're going to accept him and maybe we'll get married. But um, they really did a great job of, I think, protecting my mind um, and introducing them into my life at the most appropriate time. Um, And I think I was also excited, you know, Um, and I think, but I obviously there were growing pains of, oh my gosh, this is different. You know, now our house is so much bigger. And, you know, with my mom, I'm the only girl of, you know, three boys. And that was like, whoa um so yeah I think definitely the timing of my parents introducing their people to me and then their kids instead of it you know being all in one I mean this was like years of like um that process which I think made it easier and made me excited especially seeing you know and I think my parents do a good job of you know with their conflict I see you know when my like dad and stepmom have conflict but um and they do it in a way that's it's private. They don't get the kids involved. And so being able to see them support each other and love each other made me excited for them. I was like, I want you to spend your life with this person. Um, Mm. And so that's a way that I think helped with that transition instead of me being like, you're not my mom. (laughs) That's amazing. I think that's huge because a lot of parents ask um, like in my little Instagram DMs, you're like, when do I introduce my boyfriend or my girlfriend to my kids? And I'm like, wow, that is a loaded question because loaded. there's not a formula for when to right. do it. Um, but I think it's just being mindful of, you know, the the kind of rule of thumb that they say now is like, whenever you feel like it, it could be long term then introduce them Mm -hmm. but if you're bringing home someone new like every week like on first date it's like that's a lot for the kid to see (laughs) yeah and that's how it was for both my parents when I think and I don't want to speak for you guys but when it was long term and I think you both Mm -hmm. felt set that's when you would you introduce them to us but there was none of that traffic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There was none of that traffic. Yeah, you know, for me, like if if I was going to go out with somebody, it was going to be when they weren't around. You know, that's good. And, yeah. And so I never, I never wanted to include them in that, other than when I found that somebody that I really wanted to be with. Well, then I introduced them. Right. You know, that's good. Yeah. yeah, it's weird when parents don't really have the emotional boundaries and are sharing like. I'm going on a date tonight and they look like this and they have this and like be excited for me. And it's like, Oh, this is weird. Like I interviewed one girl 
who is talking about dating alongside of her dad and how weird it is that they both were on like the same dating app and he would talk about his experience on the app mm-hmm. and she talked about her and she was like, this is just not it. And so yeah. I think another huge thing that I applaud you for is just having the emotional boundaries and not um, creating a meshment with your kids, but mm-hmm. understanding like, okay, I'm the adult, I'm the parent, yeah. they're the kids. And there are some things in this process that they just don't need to know. Right. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that you're lying. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're hiding anything. It actually just means that you're respecting them sure. and you are helping them flourish as children because mm-hmm. children should only have to worry about if their homework's being done on time, not yeah. if dad's date went well, you know? Yeah. Sure. Um, so that's that's amazing. Are there any last comments or stories that you guys want to share before we wrap it up here? This is more about Juliana. Um, oh, no. No, we love you. But I have often <laughs> thought, like, what would we do if she didn't have a parenting team? Because, <laughs> you know, if, if one isn't available, it's the next one or she'll call the next one. Um, I think it's, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to speak for you, Juliana, but I, I think it's been good for you to have, like, different people a team agreed. right versus yeah. <laughs> agreed and you know it's it's interesting that just you know taking that responsibility i mean here's here's the the, the parents that children idolize or look up to and they're their world and their hero and then all of a sudden they find out that they're not and they go through this divorce and then the same parents that just put them through the tragedy of the divorce are now bringing the new parent home and so it's a lot for a child to to, to deal with and handle and so I think it's just really being mindful and responsible for that and just knowing, hey, I'm a parent first and I have to take that parent responsibility. I don't need to be a friend. I need to be a parent. And there's responsibilities that if we brought these children into the world, then we're supposed to take care of them for our lifetime because that's what it is. So and wow. not just, you know, getting out of the way of your ego, you know. So good. Yeah. And I think uh, for my parents, for my mom and dad, what made it easy is just them um, embracing any questions and concerns. And I think like apart from how they parented together, the way that they parented separately um, as just loving us and creating a space where we could ask, Hey, can mom come over for Thanksgiving or Hey, you know uh, what, what, why are we doing it this way? Um, really set the tone and, and made us feel safe. And so creating that space, I think for my brother and I just really, helped us feel open. And then that's when certain change could happen. That was in a positive direction. But um, I applaud both of you guys <laughs> for the way that you've raised us individually too, not just as parents, but yeah. That's so beautiful. I think it's huge when there's so many questions in the divorce world and I like mm-hmm. hear so much from people, but it all kind of comes down to the same theme with it, which is just like acknowledge that your children want to be heard and that they want to mm-hmm. feel safe enough to ask any question and not feel like they're walking on eggshells, but to say like, why did that happen with mom? Or why can't we have dad over Mm -hmm. for Thanksgiving or just, you know, kids should be allowed to ask these types of questions without there being like a hush hush or we don't talk about that. And so um, I think the amount of emotional safety that you brought, even with yes, letting them ask every single question, And then deciding as a parent, though, and still holding that maturity of saying, okay, is this something that I answer? Or is this something that I say, you know what, we can talk about that when you get older, but actually, Mm -hmm. like, you know, kind of pivoting, because maybe the question isn't something that needs to be answered. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like you guys both had the maturity and knowing what that looked like. And so Mm -hmm. 
Um, I just applaud this whole family dynamic and it's just wonderful to see and to know that it exists. Um, and I'm sure that the step parents would be just as amazing as you guys are, given what you've told me, the fact that you can come together as a team of four is like very Mm -hmm. remarkable. Um, and that the kids are, are actually like, yeah, this works not like, okay, yeah, my parents think it's working, (laughs) but it's actually a mess, you know? Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. that speaks volumes. So is it working, you. Juliana? <laughs> it's working. I promise. <laughs> we made so a joke, funny. Grace. We were like, what if we just all started arguing on the podcast? But we were, we were, it was a joke. We were like, <laughs> so I told you, I said, what if we got a big fight? No, I'm just teasing that. Yeah. You like start saying like, that didn't happen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, well, thank you guys so, so much for being here. I really thank appreciate you. it. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. You guys know what to do. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can uh, give it a five-star review or leave a written review. Don't forget to subscribe so that you're notified when the newest podcast comes out. You can also find me on Instagram at divorce.tips. No, just kidding. The dot is gone now. Divorce tips from kids. Uh, And I will be posting a picture of Juliana and her parents so you can see what they look like. And I'm sure that Juliana um, would be willing to answer any questions that you might have for her. So if you have any, um, just DM me and I'll forward them to her. But thank you guys so much for being here today. It was an amazing, amazing show. Thank Thank you, Grace. Thank you for using your platform for so much. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, of course. Yeah, it's an honor to to spread the kids' perspective because it's not talked about a lot. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you guys later. Thanks.